0: The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. How feel you? Called sir. Afraid, are you? No, sir. See through you, we can.
1: Be mindful of your feelings.
0: Your thoughts dwell on the dark times podcast.
1: Hey, that was a really good Kiati Mundi.
0: Thank you. I had to. It's hard to differentiate from Obi Wan when doing Kiati Mundi because they
1: they do sound very similar. You nasalled it up a little bit, which I think is is good because that guy probably has some huge sinuses.
0: We <laughs> I mean, get fucking all the way. Yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What is he? What was what, what species is he? He's a Slegian. No, Serer. Sererian. Seran. Yeah.
0: The Seran fucking poonslinger over here.
1: Poonslinger.
0: Because <laughs> he's got like five wives. Yeah,
1: right? he's got five wives. God, <laughs> can we talk about? How about a conversation about caddy booty that doesn't mention his like uncomfortable polygamy? <laughs> who's uncomfortable
0: about it? it sure as hell isn't him <laughs> welcome back to the dark times a saga edition podcast and also a saran polygamy discussion podcast <laughs> i'm sam your favorite divorce lawyer you're just
1: destroying me over here i have like nothing I, I'm I'm like, So weak. I'm so <laughs> weak. <laughs> what am i supposed to say like you already took the best one like saran divorce lawyer <laughs> That's a good username right there. Feel free to Sorry, use that one. Up.
0: Divorce lawyer.
1: Um, <laughs> and I'm your favorite fourth wife of Kiati Mundi. <laughs> oh, the secret fourth wife. <laughs> uh, we have some feedback from last week. Oh, good. Let's let's dig right into it. Looks like we heard from Little Literalist on Reddit. Awesome. The Zay-San Shah is a wonderful force tradition with a pretty unique style. Displayed arc is definitely a fantastic talent, but cover can still screw it over. And funny enough, the cover is determined from your location, not the location of other targets. That's correct. So that's a bit odd. And it might be worth considering some alternative cover rules if you really want it to feel more like an arc. I, I, I don't think I wouldn't make an exception to the cover rules for one ranged character. No, I mean, I do uh, that, that Yeah, that's... that's. I don't yeah. see any
0: reason to. Yeah, I mean,
1: mean. Co- covers hard on them because they're ranged attackers. That's that's just the, the gist of it. The homebrew blade Mastery Talent is similar to the Sighing Lance Mastery Talent from the Killian Rangers, and the other exotic weapon Forstrition's got a similar homebrew talent. But like you mentioned, the fact that blade is a thrown weapon puts it in a bit of an odd place, since there's not much that synergizes with it. If you like Discblade Mastery so much, then you should really leave a review in the comments saying so. Those red homebrew banners in the wiki don't turn into the blue approved versions by magic. Yes, you're, you're right.
0: Are you telling me the wiki elves don't,
1: the, the, <laughs> the, the fucking stat, the stat block maker
0: shoe elves like don't go in at the night and make the stat blocks for us?
1: <laughs> you're right, little literalist. I, I meant to get to it this week. I, and thank you, by the way, for transcribing my words from the podcast so I can conveniently copy and paste them onto the comments on wiki. It was Weird. To see oh, I didn't understand words.
0: that in context without reading.
1: I was like, why did he copy Stephen's words here? <laughs> I was just like, it was just kind of cool and and a little um I don't I don't think harrowing is the right word, but definitely like I had a little bit of a moment when I was like, oh wow, this person's transcribed my words for me without asking so I can use them later. That's very kind of you, very thoughtful, and it was just strange to see the the shape of my own words right in front of me. I don't know.
0: We already have a hard enough time transcribing scenes from Star Wars movies down to do our opening bits. It's true. And the fact that someone transcribed Steven's speech into something readable on the on the page, it feels like a curse. <laughs> I thought Stephen was gonna say, "If you like display mastery so much, why don't you fucking marry?" Him? I know
1: I was right when I first read it. I was like, "Is he gonna make a joke?" <laughs> Another feat that is crucial for his Asunshu build is Mighty Throw. Oh, of course, how did I forget Mighty Throw? Allowing you to add two different ability mods to your attack, not as OP as Hammer Blow, but still a great boost to your attack. So it's also handy if you don't have distant disc plate throw. What, what was what, that noise there? little noise. As always, thanks so much for writing in. Lil Literalist. Steven. Yeah, what's up?
0: There was an excellent question I saw in the Swissy Discord. Oh, from, yeah. From Lemons. L-W-M-O-N. Lemons with, e, with a W.
1: Yeah, Lemons with a W.
0: <laughs> Where's the W? <laughs> um, the question was, are disc blades not meant to be used in melee and at range raw? That's how I've always used them.
1: Yeah, I saw this discussion. I, I think it was a really productive and overall thoughtful discussion on the Discord. You'd love to see it.
0: This was asking the Discord that we link in the description for it's a general Saga Edition RPG community Discord.
1: Yeah, so I, I I thought about this. I think I may have contributed to that discussion. I'm not certain now. It's been, <laughs> been a week, so who knows?
0: I think you read it and thought you contributed it, but I Possible? didn't see anything.
1: But yeah, uh, so I, I reviewed the conversation They're definitely a ranged weapon, like absolutely a ranged weapon. And that is a little bit of a bummer, considering that if you look at the art of the weapon, it looks like something you could swing around at melee range just fine. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if you let them do it as an improvised melee weapon. I think that'd be totally fine. Let's review just real quick what that entails. So from the core rulebook under attack with a melee weapon, there's improvised melee weapons. The text reads, sometimes objects not crafted to be weapons can be used, chairs, bottles, crates, and so on. Because these objects are not designed for such use, characters who use improvised melee weapons are treated as not proficient with them and take a minus five penalty on their attack rolls. Pretty harsh and does seem to apply to things that are strictly not weapons. The disc play definitely is a weapon. It's not a melee weapon, though. So interesting. I, I'm, I'm 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 sticking with raw on this one. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. If a player used one at melee range, I think you could allow that. I, I would have it be an improvised melee weapon. It's perhaps these disc blades are so thin and, and fragile since they f- have to fly through the air at such great speeds. Maybe they just simply aren't suited for, for melee combat.
0: It could be one of those things where it's like, the speed at which the weapon is thrown is what contributes to its lethality ah. versus
1: the sharpness of it, you know? Someone knows a little something about force equals mass times acceleration, Sam. Very yeah, good. Um,
0: yeah, I may know a thing or two about physics.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you, you go to public high school, you learn a thing or two about <laughs> physics? Uh,
0: do you think—I'm I'm weighing my options in my head here.
1: Yeah, weigh them real good.
0: Using this at melee range, would it be better off using it as an improvised weapon or using it as a thrown weapon and incurring the attack of opportunity? Because I feel like that <laughs> might be.
1: I personally, if I'm a zay Shaw, obviously depending on the on my opponent. But if, considering the, the sort of build I would probably have, I would rather tank the AOO instead of, of that minus five to attack. That's just me.
0: And this is in the extreme circumstance where you can't withdraw, can't move or yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah, in the, yeah, the very niche. When that's your only yeah.
1: option. Yeah, when somehow <laughs> somehow you cannot just move away and throw it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Steve. That was a very enlightening conversation. Thank I, you. I, I'm glad they had such a productive discussion on the, on the Discord for
1: Seriously, it. Seriously, yeah. And shout out to Lemons and that whole Discord for for keeping it real. You guys rock.
0: Heck yeah. Steven, enough about last week. I'm sick of last week. Let's leave it in the past. What are we talking about this week?
1: Hey, it's, uh, uh, well, you know, we, we, Sam, we were chatting and we come, came across something that we weren't sure how we have it covered before. Uh, it's lightsaber forms. What? We, how have we not talked about? Steven, are you I'm sure? not sure.
0: Did you, tra- <laughs> did you check episode 11? I, uh, search episode 11? 11.
1: Well, I fuck if I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't think we've ever talked about lightsaber forms.
1: Yeah, I'm we definitely 90 have not. 90% sure. We, we checked. I, I mean, I'd remember talking about lightsaber forms. And we, we, we got my, I feel know.
0: like it's one of those things where if we started talking about like, oh, how have we not covered lightsaber forms? Then we would remember which forms we did cover, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, come on. I remember everything perfectly always, so it wouldn't make sense if I didn't remember it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, Steven.
1: Dear listener, welcome to Lightsaber Forms: The Why, the How, the History. We've singled out two lightsaber forms we want to talk about today. We're going to stick largely to their abilities and portrayal in game, but obviously, as I'm sure many of you know, the the lore on pretty much all the lightsaber forms is quite rich and and very deep. Uh, lots of information out there on, especially on like YouTube. This is the thing like the Star Wars YouTubers love to cover. They they're oh, yeah. so good at these. So so, take a look at those guys if, if, if you want a little more in-depth on the, on the lore of these. But we've got some factoids here that, that will help you portray them in your game. I've, I've used lightsaber forms quite heavily in my Star Wars storytelling, and, and they're so cool. Uh, first up to bat today, Juyo, also known as Form 7, the Way of the Vornsker, and the Ferocity Form. What the hell's a Vornsker? You fought one, like, three weeks ago.
0: Um. Weird dog thing. Yeah, it's a
1: force-sensitive weird dog thing. You may remember them better as the counterpart, the predator counterpart to the Yusomari.
0: Oh, so these are the force-sensitive ones, right?
1: Yes, yes. They're locked in a evolutionary arms race with the Yusomari to uh, see who can <laughs> fuck around with the force harder. <laughs> of course, as you know, the, the Yusomari absorb and obscure the force in a, in a set radius around them, and the Vornsker use the force to aid in their hunting they're quite ferocious indeed
0: heck yeah of course i knew what it was steven i just asked for the <laughs> listener's sake
1: right right always the yes and
0: also what's ferocity <laughs>
1: <laughs> kidding kidding very good yeah Thank you. ferocity form was actually a fan favorite uh old republic comics character <laughs> It definitely feels
0: like a like character name, you know?
1: (laughs) For real. These, of course, are all from the Lightsaber Forms talent tree, which is a Jedi Knight talent tree exclusively. Uh, These were all printed, of course, in the core rulebook, or I think at least most of them were.
0: It doesn't say. Usually it would be like additional lightsaber forms. When it doesn't
1: say on the wiki, that means core rulebook. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I did not know lightsaber forms were in the core rulebook. That's really neat.
0: It's weird that they didn't make any like exclusive ones. Yeah, to, like another like this is one of those things that isn't exclusive to the Star Wars RPG realm.
1: Yeah, like the, that they these that, all... that, that obviously
0: could have been. They could have been like, yeah, let's fucking throw three more in there.
1: <laughs> they totally could have cut down on them to save space in the core rulebook. Uh very interesting, but still very cool. Sith Apprentices can also gain lightsaber forms through stolen form, which is a talent on the Sith talent tree printed in Threats of the Galaxy. As a prerequisite, you must have any one force technique and weapon focus lightsabers. There's a whole lot of text that basically just tells you, you you select a talent from the lightsaber forms talent tree. These are great. So obviously, Sam, as you know, there there isn't one type of Jedi to play in, in Saga Edition. There's probably two dozen. And and of those two dozen, the a lot of great Jedi builds, probably my personal favorite way to, to play Jedi in Saga Edition is the lightsaber monger, the melee beat face lightsaber. Like, yeah, I've got move object, I've got surge, I've got I've got, you know, maybe something like ballista kinesis when I'm feeling spicy. Woo! But Like I was saying, the lightsaber forms are really cool and let you do some stuff that you don't really get as any other melee fighter in Swissy and kind of just RPGs in general. They have a very unique feel to them and they synergize with force powers, these unique force powers in a really, really interesting way.
0: Well, yes, Steven, you don't see like fucking paladins in fifth edition D&D, like slicing swords, slicing fucking arrows out of the air. And and that's the
1: problem, man. I want to do more of that (laughs) shit. Prerequisites for the Juyo talent are weapon focus lightsabers, weapon specialization lightsabers.
0: Well that's pretty that's that's easy enough, right? That's that's it, right? That that's it, that's easy enough, Steven. And Just base attack
1: bonus plus 10. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, this is not this is not your early game level one, like, oh boy, I'm gonna be a Juyo. No. What the hell, man? Once per encounter, the talent reads. You may spend a force point as a swift action to designate a single opponent in your line of sight. For the remainder of the encounter, you may reroll your first attack roll each round against that opponent, keeping the better of the two results. In other words, I'll put it in baby speak, you get advantage on attacks. That's so good. It's so good. It's so cool. Jugo is described as a vicious style full of malignant grace. It's difficult, demanding, and even shunned by some Jedi designed for one-on-one combat just outright killing your opponent but it is weak against multiple combatants because it relies on wide sweeping motions uh, that can leave you open against multiple points of contact are there any
0: like super cool if you went to like the juyo store there'd be like signed eight by tens on the wall of people who shop there who well, like, what are like a few of the, the autographs you'd see in the geo store?
1: Wow. Well, to, to take a, an extended metaphor way too far, uh, Sam, I'll, I'll play <laughs> right along. Um, you would see a signed portrait of Darth Maul.
0: <laughs> I want one so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got to get Sam Witwer on here so bad. <laughs> A certain Galen Merrick, also known as Starkiller. Ramcota, the guy who Galen Merrick blinds. Yeah, they don't see his signature very often <laughs> in the shops anymore. <laughs> and Darth Bane. Oh, Darth Bane. Hey, Darth Bane. Hey. You ever just Darth look out Bane. your window and say, oh, hey, Darth Bane.
0: <laughs> Star Wars fans are they trying to look for anything in Legends ever. <laughs> oh, that's Darth Bane. <laughs>
1: Now, the Jedi Academy training manual, the Jadam, year of the Jadam, hashtag year of the Jadam. You're the Jadam, baby! Gave us lightsaber force powers. These are special force powers that you can take on their own that are really cool. But if you have their associated lightsaber form, they do even more stuff. These are one of my favorite elements of game design in Swissy. I absolutely adore them. So, while you can't get many lightsaber forms, or at least... Juyo and Vipod at low levels, you can get these force powers and they're really cool and they'll grow with you. When you finally get the associated lightsaber form talent, they'll become even more powerful. Super, super, super cool. I wish we had more stuff like this, like a whole set of these for like regular melee fighters or like gunslingers (laughs) would be really, really cool. So assured strike from the Jadam. It's a lightsaber form force power. It's described as you trade power for accuracy. It takes a standard action and you may target one enemy in reach. Make it use the force check and then the result of the check determines the effects, if any. You roll on a table, like many force powers. At DC 15, you make a single melee attack with a lightsaber against the target, rolling twice and keeping the higher result. However, you take a minus five penalty on your damage roll. Hey! Isn't that just like Juyo, but with a damage penalty? Yes. And it's a force power, so you could theoretically do it as many times as you wish.
0: Holy shit. I th- yeah.
1: yes. Yeah. And remember how I said these grow with you? That's the beauty of these table force powers. DC 20. Same thing, but it's only a minus two penalty on your damage roll. DC 25 minus one. DC 30 minus You just get to roll twice, keep the higher result with no damage penalty, and... Fucking diminishing returns, huh? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. This probably isn't the most potent lightsaber form force power, but it's a pretty cool shortcut to what Juyo is all about. If you have the Juyo talent and miss with both attack rolls, this form power remains in your force power suite instead of being spent as normal. That's really cool. If you're a Juyo practitioner and you whiff it, you get to keep the power. You didn't expend it. No big deal. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> no one saw. Doesn't count. Also, you may spend a force point to roll your attack three times, keeping the <laughs> highest result. <laughs> Finally, the coveted double advantage. <laughs> bit of a bit of a crit fissure, this one. Mm. There's also Vornsker's ferocity. This is a lightsaber form dark side descriptors. You walk the thin line between darkness and light as you ferociously attack your foe. Um, sorry, real quick. Are you walking a thin line if it has the dark side descriptor? No, Like I think that's I think you're just evil. I think that's just the dark side.
0: <laughs> um, I'm a gray Jedi, Steven.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs>
0: Excuse me, Grey Jedi coming through, <laughs> walking that thin line between darkness and light.
1: <laughs> me when I'm in the line at the bank. <laughs> Time? Well, it takes a standard action, and you may target one enemy within reach. You make it use the force check. The result of the check determines the effect, if any. We've got another table roller here. DC 20 is the first one. You can make a single melee attack with a lightsaber against the target, dealing plus one dive damage as you hit. DC 25 gets you plus two die of damage. DC 30 gets you plus three. And yes, Sam DC 35 gets you plus four die of damage. If you hit. Wowza. Yeah. If you have the duo form talent, this form power does not have the dark side descriptor for you.
0: That's how you walk the thin line between dark and light or whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And You may spend a force point to use this form power at the end of a charge. Oh, baby. That plus two. Isn't it so cool how versatile these are? There's like fucking, each one of these is like its own magic card. (laughs) Now, dumb question, Steven. Would this stack?
0: Would you think this would stack with Fleche?
1: Let's check. Let's read up on Fleche.
0: It specifies attack roll.
1: You're making an attack roll.
0: Yeah, you do make an attack roll. It's a
1: charge. You're making an attack roll. Yeah, this works with Fleche, man. That's rad. Once per encounter, of course, because that's how often Flaché works. But, oh, max rolling for plus four die of damage at the end of a charge with Flaché and critting. Oh, baby. That would feel Ooh, so baby. good. That's how you melt a boss. That's how you fucking, that's how you shave ten rounds off of a boss encounter in one turn. That's that's how you turn a dude's
0: blood into glass, like fucking instantaneously.
1: Seriously, Really cool. I like, I like Screw's Velocity a lot. Okay, and next up, you probably saw this coming, dear listener, Vapod, which is a variant of Juyo. Prerequisites include Juyo, the talent, weapon-focused lightsabers, weapons- As opposed to
0: Geo, the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Juyo the guy.
1: He's not, we don't, we don't talk about him. Not anymore. Miss you, man. <laughs> Gone but never forgotten. <laughs> weapon focused lightsabers weapon specialization lightsabers and base of tech bonus plus 12 why do they do this sam this is a problem with the printings of so many talents that they include prereqs that are already part of the previous prereqs you know what i'm saying uh just to make sure you don't break the game buddy what <laughs> julio requires weapon focus lightsabers and weapon specialization lightsabers and yet they're here oh, alongside steven
0: it. i found i found it what excuse me According to the rules, that's not actually correct. Uh, Steven, as a droid, I can reprogram away my talents and get rid of weapon specialization, lightsabers, and weapon focus after I get Juyo. So, uh, checkmate.
1: No, no, you wouldn't have access to these talents to begin with. (laughs) Why not? You can't have Jedi. Wait, yeah, you can. Wait. Bitch! (laughs) Bitch! All right. All right. You got me with an extremely niche exception in true swissy Yay!
0: form.
1: You've proved me wrong oh my by putting out an extremely niche exception that was outside of the scope of the conversation. Congratulations.
0: It was either me now or the comment section in two weeks. It's so, true. So <laughs> pick your poison, buddy.
1: When attacking with a lightsaber, you score a critical hit on a natural roll of 19 or 20. However, A 19 is not considered an automatic hit. If you roll a natural 19 and still miss the target, you do not score a critical hit. That's fucking P2E rules, baby. Nice. It was co-invented by Mace Windu and a guy I did not know about until today. Wait,
0: there's another guy? Yeah, Sora Bulk. (laughs) Is Sora Bulk the Steve Wozniak of the pod? (laughs) Because we never hear about them in the fucking movies ever.
1: They were lovers.
0: They were lovers. Oh. Yeah. What about fucking attachments or whatever? What the fuck? (laughs) No, I made that up. Oh, okay.
1: I was like, that's very
0: that's really cool for Mace Windu, I guess. So (laughs) you you,
1: you thought Mace Windu had a canonical gay lover named Sora Bolt? Listen, I don't assume I've
0: never met a man named Sora, but I also have never met a woman named Sora, so I'm not gonna assume things based on the name.
1: (laughs) Great. Steven (laughs) awesome what do you have something fucking important to say i was gonna keep reading my bullet points here hell hath no lightsaber form like a lover scorned that's what you wanted to say i'm sorry we can cut it no it's fine keep it my joke was being mean to you they drew inspiration from the movements of a creature that was both known as the vapod and the Juyo. that's not confusing in the slightest native to the planet Serapin. A Vapod user's attacks would flow into each other with liquid precision, creating the constant near-invisible weave of energy, which was the ready stance of Vapod. A user's arms would move too fast to see, seemingly attacking with many blades at once. Famous practitioners included Mace Windu, Sora, and Sora Bulk. (laughs) Write in if your favorite Star Wars character is Sora Bulk. And Mace Windu's former apprentice, Deepa Bilaba. Oh, Balaba. And of course, I have to shout out Lyrellus Vaughn, a beloved player character from previous campaign of Sam and ours, who went through hell to learn Vapod and made a lot of hell with it.
0: Absolutely. We've we've told many a Lyrellus Vaughn story on this podcast. Oh, yes, indeed. Steven. What? Are there any cool uh, force powers that coincide with Vapod?
1: There's exactly two. Always two. There (laughs) are. (laughs) Swift flank, you leap over or dash around your opponent, striking before they have time to react. It's a standard action. It targets yourself and one adjacent enemy. You make use the force check and you roll on a table and what you roll determines the effect. DC 20, you can move up to half your speed. This movement does not provoke attacks of opportunity. You can then make a single melee attack with a lightsaber against an adjacent target. In the space you occupy and the space you started in, are spaces that flank that opponent. The opponent is considered to be flanked to your attack. (laughs) Super fucking cool. That's
0: great. Some real
1: anime bullshit. You can flank with yourself. It's awesome. DC-25, you move up to your speed this time. Note, I said half your speed last time. Still doesn't provoke an attack of opportunity. Same deal. Make an attack. If you flanked your opponent with that movement, they're flanked. And then DC-30... Move your speed plus two squares. DC 35. Move your speed plus four squares. Sam, would you combine this with a mm, fastidious use of surge? Ooh,
0: yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. You doing like the jump over and stuff like that? Oh, yeah.
1: You rad. know, just all sorts of bullshit. Whatever you wanted to do. If you have the Vapod talent, your target is considered flat footed against you until the end of your turn. That's how he decapitated Django Fett. That's how he decapitated Django Fett. Spoilers. Yeah, hey, spoilers for Attack of the Clones. Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of <laughs> the Clones 2005, um, by the way. <laughs> Ahsoka's not in it either for some reason.
0: Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, they, they forgot
1: to put Ahsoka in this fucking movie about the Clone Wars. What the hell?
0: <laughs> they made, I can't believe they made a movie about the Clone Wars. It doesn't even include fucking Ahsoka Tana. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> it's really funny. You can spend a force point to increase your movement by two squares. That effectively just bumps you up to the next tier on the table. That's, that's usually how these go. There's also tempered aggression, which even just saying out loud takes me back to that first campaign with Liberless Vaughn. Really, really love it. Uh, yeah. It's got the lightsaber form and dark side tags, of course. You throw yourself against an opponent, controlling your aggression to prevent it from getting the better of you. It's a standard action. You target one enemy within reach, make use of the force check, look at the table. This one starts at DC 30. This is a high level force power. Just keep that in mind. If your average roll isn't at least 30, maybe maybe don't take this. Don't take it. But can
0: you imagine how fucking sick it would be to finally hit it?
1: Oh, like if you took it at a lower level and then finally just yeah. nail it? Oh, The fucking nat 20 on the force check roll? So good. DC 30. You can make a single melee attack with lightsaber against the target. If you beat the target's reflex defense by 10 or more... The attack is considered a critical hit. DC 35. Oh, baby. Yeah. Pathfinder rules, motherfucker. Pathfinder rules, motherfucker. We're here. We're in it. DC 35 exceed the target's reflex defense by five or more. Guess what? It's a crit. And finally, DC 40. One of the few DC 40s on any force power, I might add. You can make a single melee attack with lightsaber against the target. You beat the reflex by two or more. Just two, the attack is a crit. This is such a cool force power. It's so cool, and it instant it just it's crit in a box like this, and the whole Juyo family make you into a crit fishing monster, and it's so so cool. If you have the Vapod talent, this form power does not have the dark side descriptor for you. Love that. You can also spend a force point to deal an extra two dice of damage if the attack hits. These additional dice of damage are added. After the damage is doubled, if it's a crit.
0: That's cool. Yeah, pretty fucking neat. Well, Steven, thanks for bringing us some force powers. I can't wait. Some lightsaber forms. I can't wait for the comments where they're like, guys, you covered this in episode six. Don't you remember? (laughs) You covered these exact ones.
1: We probably, like, if we covered any any lightsaber forms, it was definitely these two.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Steven. Yeah, what's up?
0: Thank you for listening to the dark times podcast
1: thank you dear listener for listening to the dark times podcast we couldn't do it without you
0: steven this show is not possible without our dear dear patrons
1: simply isn't it like we say it and every, everyone everyone says that okay but look hey listen hey don't go don't go hey the door's locked anyway don't go anymore. <laughs> he's crazy everyone <laughs> says listen to what couldn't. he says
0: listen. <laughs> I like the idea. If this ever gets like an animatic, you're wearing like a ski mask in this segment.
1: It it puts the swussy on its skin or it gets the pot again. (laughs) Um, Sorry, you were telling them to listen. Yeah. Hey, listen, everyone says we couldn't do it without the the patrons and and the listeners. Everyone says that. We actually mean it, though. Sam and I are a two person powerhouse. We don't we we, we we didn't go to college for this shit. Sam Sam's not a professional audio engineer, though they're getting close. I, Sam's shit sounds better than like most of the other podcasts I listen to, and that's like I i Heart radio bullshit. Aww. It's true. Aww, some, of those, some of those sound like crap. I'll hear like a commercial that's previewing a different podcast in the same network and I'm like, that that sounds like ass. <laughs> when well, they record this on a fucking potato. <laughs> for real. Is, is Apple doing a recording on iPhone now for podcasts? Like, uh, fucking, oh huh? Apple bad. The, am I right? The biggest compliment
0: I think I've ever received for this show was when shout out to Doug, our first patron, uh, Eschatonia was like, can you guys make another tier so I can give you guys more money for the show? When you
1: asked for the $10 <laughs> tier and then signed up for it in the same night, I was like, Oh, <laughs> and you know, you don't got to be like that to support the show. That that's no, a, that's all. unicorn stuff, but really every little thing you guys do, whether it's like linking the podcast to your friends or just leaving us a nice comment or sending in stuff for the show, really all of it. All of it means a ton, and if you want to get on the Patreon, there's two tiers: as a five and a ten dollar tier. After three months in each, you get a sticker and a shirt and sticker, respectively. There's also some other stuff on there. We got some more supplements coming down the pipeline that we'll publish exclusively on there. There's some maps Sam has made. I have my hex crawl guide on there. Some other uh, stuff to inspire and ignite your DMing you might find useful. It's uh, pretty cool.
0: And I've started putting some little cute behind-the-scenes screenshots of my editing process. Yeah, and
1: there. gosh, you guys in the comments are so
0: nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were like, is this a cry for help? Do you need help? Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> I like someone asked if it was okay. Like said that it was okay if we want to switch to biweekly releases. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, I know Sam was just like... Just showing the process a little bit, like they weren't. That was not a cry for help.
0: I was letting them peep how the sausage was made, and they're all like, "This is awful. Do you need another meat grinder for your sausage?" And I was like, "No, (laughs) I'm just happy where I'm at."
1: (laughs) Uh, Regardless, thanks for all the love you guys send the pod. It it really makes it all worth it. Sam and I work pretty strenuous nine to fives and, and trying to squeeze this in is, is really a, a Herculean effort. So seeing your gratitude, seeing your contributions to the platform really just makes it all worth it. And contributions
0: being monetary, the stat blocks, any cool segments you have every time I get a new stat block for name that NPC or I literally kill you. Those are all the ways you support the show. And also even just telling your players or telling your friends or anyone else who likes star Wars and RPGs and wants to get into saga edition. Let's say let's get back to the show, Steven. Enough of the 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 fucking behind the scenes tomfoolery. Yeah. Enough of the all just get us back to the content, man. All right. We're content creators, oh, I hate That's that what word. they're here for. I hate
1: that word. <laughs> Never nominate me for your favorite content creator. I will like break the trophy in half on stage. <laughs>
0: I, I hope that's the clip they play when we win the fucking potty <laughs> the awards or whatever. <laughs> Never nominate me <laughs> for your consideration, Zena Slav. <laughs> Never nominate me for a fucking content creator award. I'll just snap that shit in half on stage. <laughs> then it cuts to you like in the stands, where like full tuxedo, like uh, pfft,
1: <laughs> tears streaming down my face. Tears <laughs>
0: I walk Oscar up there, nomination. grab the trophy,
1: and break it over my knee. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's great.
0: Enough of the fucking tomfoolery, Steven. We're back into the real shit. And speaking of real shit, American Psycho returns. Woo yeah. <laughs> That's what the sequel for American Psycho should have been called. <laughs> it really
1: should have been. Oh, my God. That's still my favorite <laughs> username. I'm sorry, everyone that writes in. Please never stop writing in, but... You don't have a username better than American Psycho. I'm sorry.
0: American Psycho. Steven, last week you issued a challenge. Do you mm. recall? No. No? Yeah, Is I A'shaan, do, but tell him anyway. Last week you were like, hey, I really like the Desson Do Shop I, sound like, sp- that? No, I <laughs> hey. sound like that? No, <laughs> I Last week Steven said, hey... Hey, I'm issuing a challenge, the Zayson Shah. Shut up, I'm trying to sound like you. (laughs) And you said you would bring a build unless someone else beat you to the punch and brought one instead. So American Psycho took that as a challenge and brought us not only a Zayson Shah, but a a Zayson Sith.
1: Ooh, I I think the technical term, Sam, is Dark Zayson Shah, (laughs) according to the (laughs) Jadam.
0: Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that is what they said in the Jadam. Oh, man. Hashtag, you're the Jadam.
1: Hashtag, you're the Jadam.
0: Uh, <laughs> fuck me. This is from American Psycho directly. Build concept The Zayson Sith is a Masasi Zayson Shah warrior designed to hunt down and painfully kill enemies of their forced tradition. Who painfully? Masasi, also. That yeah, was the that's, fucking. That's I was like, wow. Real. Okay. <laughs> the Malkai techniques and numbing poison talents from the disc make the disc blade spread condition track pain while the Outlaw talent, Tangle Up, denies them their move action, keeping them from running or closing. Uh, I assume closing distance. Mm. Mighty Throw turns the massive strength of the Masasi into a large bonus to hit, while Bantha Herder plus Running Attack gives you positional control. Let's break this down piece by piece before getting into the little nitty gritty. Steven, I love seeing the Outlaw Prestige <laughs> class being used, here. Oh, it's great.
1: Oh, we've got Outlaw levels, hell yeah! That class is not good enough love. Okay, let's break down these talents.
0: Malkite Techniques from the Malkite Poisoner Talent Tree. Once per encounter, you can apply a toxin to any non-energy slashing or piercing weapon as a standard action. If an attack roll with that weapon also exceeds the target's fortitude defense, that target is poisoned. Each round on the creature's turn, the poison makes an attack roll, 1d20 plus your heroic level, against the target's fortitude defense. If the attack succeeds, the target takes damage equal to 1d6 plus one half your heroic level and moves minus one step along the condition track. A target moving to the end of the condition track by the poison is unconscious but continues to take damage as long as the poison continues to attack. The poison attacks each round until it misses or until the victim is cured by a tree injury check. DC 10 plus your heroic level. They also have the numbing poison talent from the same talent tree. Any target you poison is automatically denied its dexterity bonus to its reflex defense for as long as it remains poison. Ooh. Steven, that's some cool ass like instant, like flat-footed in a bottle. I love it. <laughs> like shit like Very that. Very cool. It's so good. Tangle Up from the Outlaw Talent Tree says, As a standard action, you can make a non-area attack, melee, or ranged attack against an opponent within range. If the attack hits, you deal half your normal damage, minimum one point. But your opponent loses its next move. Action. Action economy manipulation. It's so good. It's so good.
1: I love this. This is This is shaping up to be a really cool build.
0: I'm so happy to see it. This is great with the displayed as this means anyone within pistol range from the distant displayed talent can be denied a move action and their dex bonus to reflex defense. This is so cool. The only downside with tangle up is it doesn't work with displayed arc, which is the one that lets you do an area attack against multiple characters, like 3 of them, right? Uh which doesn't matter cuz this build does not have displayed arc, which I thought was an interesting choice for American Psycho. It is. All right, so it's a Masasi Scoundrel 3, Scout 1, Soldier 3, Force Adept 1, Assassin 1, Outlaw 3. <laughs> the Destiny, Destruction, uh, in parentheses, American Psycho wrote, Killing the Jedi who threatened the Zaisan Shah, which I think is great. Love it. Lang- <laughs> Languages Sith and Basic, Reflex 29, Fortitude 25, and Will 25. 90 hit points, Damage Threshold 25. A speed of six, a base attack bonus of plus eight, and grapple of plus fourteen. The display attack is plus twenty one. Three d eight plus seven. Superior attack plus two attack <laughs> there to it a is. display. Which what the fuck does that mean? Do you put like four razors on it instead of three? Like a fucking <laughs> Gillette, like, like, like three Gillettes tied to a wheel or some shit. Point blank shot and weapon focus. It's really funny to me that I, the the con like the name for point blank shot heavily implies it should not work with like thrown weapons yeah but the fact that it's not a thrown weapon it's a ranged weapon exotic me- <laughs> means that's totally fine rules
1: is written well you know the the first rule of swissy is don't pay too close attention to the names of things <laughs> yeah exactly right what could go wrong with that
0: this uh what levels of step like three, four six ten eleven fourteen. This level 14 stat block has a strength of 22, dexterity of 16, constitution of 13, intelligence of 12, wisdom of 8, charisma of 8. The reason being because you've got that that mighty throw for the strength bonus. It's so good. So So good. good. And another unique thing about the stat block, under possessions, it says disc blade, and then parentheses, obviously. (laughs) And then it says some stuff to poison said displayed. I do like the idea of uh, just a spray on like poison that's called flat footed
1: in the bottle or something like that. A lot of personality <laughs> shining through in 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 this stat block, American Psycho.
0: Thank you so much, American Psycho. The stat block's going to be in the description for you guys to check out, use against your players dear god help them uh, <laughs> as they yeah. fight the the hardest fucking disc blade sith known to man
1: this is a great one if if you don't usually check out uh the stat blocks on the show give this one a look i think you've got you've got a nice uh, shocking boss for your session next week
0: it's got all the cool things that bosses have in saga edition it's got yeah condition track manipulation it's got uh action economy manipulation it's got a cool poison thing like oh fuck you're poisoned holy shit you're taking damage and shit like that yeah it's so
1: cool love it with some mooks great encounter here
0: oh yeah some mooks there we go well thank you so much american psycho for the submission i hope that inspires someone else to send another submission as well please do i hope we send in enough disc blades to where steven has nothing (laughs) unique to show on the show everyone he makes his disc blade oh man To show on the podcast.
1: Yeah, it's showing. Not telling.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steven.
1: Eh. Oh. It's
0: time for... Oh, I'm afraid that NPC will be quite named when your friends arrive. Oh, God. It's time for everyone's favorite show on the show. Name that NPC or I literally kill you. This is a little game like to play in the Dark Times podcast where Steven has uh, been presented a stat block by yours truly. He has... Three chances to ask a yes or no question and then supply a guess to the stat block. If he fails all three, he will be killed and I will be searching for a new host in the coming months (laughs) after I get my affairs in order for Steven (laughs) Something about life insurance fraud, you know, all that cool stuff. Steven, today we have a submission from Lil Literalist.
1: Oh, I'm fucked.
0: Yeah, you're fucked because it's a special edition episode of Name That NPC Where I Literally Kill You. We don't have an NPC. Huh? We have a vehicle. Oh,
1: that why didn't we think of that before? Okay, I definitely don't have these down as 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 much as the, the NPCs. So yeah, okay. I hope
0: you're fucking ready. I hope you're fucking ready, Stephen. Name that vehicle or I literally kill you. Oh man.
1: This is this is the end of me. This this is this is the end.
0: Reference book. Star Wars Saga Edition Starships of the Galaxy. Oh,
1: great. That narrows it down.
0: This is a CL-17 Colossal Space Transport. Initiative plus eight, sense, uh, perception plus 16, reflex defense 17, fortitude 28, plus 13 armor, 150 hit points, 15 damage reduction, shield rating of 45, damage threshold of 78. We've got a fly speed of 16 squares at character scale, four squares at starship scale, blaster cannons plus 18, concussion mines plus 18, medium concussion missiles plus 18, ion cannons plus 18. Tracking proton torpedoes plus eighteen and a tractor beam.
1: Did you say concussion mines?
0: I did. (gasps) That was your yes or no question, Stephen. Do you have a guess? Don't look at me like that.
1: (laughs) It's the slave one. (laughs) He got it in one. Holy shit!
0: (laughs) Stephen has he's gotten up. He's taking a lap around his room. (laughs) He's doing the Christ air pose. that's right Stephen this is Slave 1 or as Disney likes to call it Boba Fett's Starship
1: oh god I can't believe you said it that's true though have I, you noticed I know I know
0: everyone knows it's so great uh some unique things about this stat block a grapple of plus 52 which I think is really interesting <laughs>
1: You are not getting his ass in a tractor beam.
0: <laughs> Under ship statistics, it says crew one. And then in parentheses, Boba Fett. Oh, <laughs> hyperdrive man. class one with a backup class eight.
1: Hyperdrive. Gotta stay, you got to stay on your feet. You got to stay fast.
0: The class eight, though, for the backup, that's so bad.
1: <laughs> well, it's usually like a class like 10 or 12 for a backup, right? That's fair. That's
0: fair. I feel like Boba Fett's got better use of resources though right
1: <laughs> seriously
0: i can't believe you got it with the concussion mines that's crazy it's
1: it, that's, so that's I, I, incredible I, I dabble in in the rarer um starship accessories <laughs> and plus come on the concussion <laughs> mine is so fucking cool when you were a kid and you saw attack of the clones for the first time oh my god the concussion on. mine's so cool that sound effect <laughs> down, like that's that's the best shit I
0: like to see a, I think I could see a guy like in the alleys on Coruscant being like, I dabble in the most exotic of Starship accessories, (laughs) the trench coat on, you know, seriously. (laughs) Thank you so much, little literalist for the stat block. Steven, that opens a whole new world of pain for you, huh?
1: It does. It does open up a whole new world of pain and apprehension.
0: (laughs) And while you dwell on that pain and apprehension, do you have any trivia for us this week?
1: Yeah, uh, some Phantom Menace. Uh, (laughs) Oh,
0: good. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God you didn't die. Otherwise, we'd miss out on this great Phantom Menace
1: (laughs) trivia. I recently watched uh, this movie with with a a close friend of mine um, because she had not seen it yet. And, well, you know.
0: Was she uh, entranced by the Trade Federation logistics and all that cool stuff?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. When Well, yeah. The political (laughs) intrigue of, of Phantom Menace. The the multiple times she turned to me and asked, what is going on? <laughs> uh, it made me appreciate and realize how much of that movie had to be filled in. Because I really tried to maintain the perspective of like seeing this on release night in 1999. Like, yeah, of course. Like the, the movie is incomprehensible without the oodles, the years of context added by TCW and like and, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's, in, it's it. plot doesn't add up if you don't have everything they've published since POV. You are a twelve-year-old
0: kid. Yeah, your father was like, "Oh man, I really like those Star Wars movies when they first came yeah, out." I haven't had one since '83. Um, it's been sixteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked them as a kid. Oh, there's a new one coming out. We should take you to go see that. Yeah, maybe you'll like it. Yeah, you're twelve. You look up at your father. He's crying. <laughs>
1: A movie, (laughs) movies that were about just high flying magic and quick action and just the sense of adventure opens up on trade negotiations. Mm -hmm. Whatever. It's been it's a dead fucking horse. It's deader than dead. But (laughs) Keira Knightley's parents try to convince her not to audition. But the 12 year old actress still sought the role, given that she was a Star Wars fan.
0: That's great. That's that's so funny.
1: Qui-Gon Jin's Communicator is a redecorated Gillette sensor Excel razor for women.
0: I've seen this. I, I love this bit. It's so it's cool. So funny. I <laughs>
1: love hearing about all the stuff they repurpose in the props for Star Wars. It it's so cool. It's so great. Ian McGregor recalled that his performance in the film consisted of walking into rooms and looking up. <laughs> Such a funny quote. I I want to find the video clip of him saying that as I
0: read that I can now imagine in my mind, all the scenes from episode one where Obi-Wan Kenobi walks into a room
1: and (laughs) the first thing he does is look up. Every scene. He's just. (laughs)
0: Great. That's so great. The Dark Times, a saga edition podcast is produced and edited by me, Sam. Stephen is my co-host. You can reach out to us on Twitter at DarkTimesSWSE or email us DarkTimesSWSE at gmail.com. Review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your show. Tell us you told someone about the show. Tell a friend about the show. Tell us you told a a friend and yourself about the show. And we'll shout you out on the show. Uh, Stephen, wait.
1: What? Objection. Oh, we've got one more thing for y'all. Uh, it's time for another build bounty and to complement our very successful Laman bounty showcase it's time for the Outlaw build showcase. The Super Scoundrel build showcase is upon us. Send in your best level 12 heroic b- character build no later than 11:59 p.m. April 9th for consideration. We'll do the Build Showcase. You know the, the dealio. There'll be a Patreon poll. The Patreons vote for their winner, which we announce after that. But for now, level 12, Outlaw. April 9th, 11.59 p.m. Pacific.
0: Give him a cool backstory, too. Come on. You got it. Every Outlaw's got their story.
1: Don't and Okay. Yeah. Yes. The backstory can be he killed some people for reasons. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but get get creative with the crimes here. He's an, out, I this want, an Outlaw. This is not. I want to see. A run-of-the-mill criminal. I got an
0: idea. Hmm. Go to the bounty generator and roll a random bounty and then create an outlaw that fits that bounty. I would love to see this do, like, level level 12, right?
1: Yes, level 12.
0: I'd love to see this level 12 outlaw character who's on, like, on fucking bountied for littering or some shit, you know? Like-
1: <laughs> and yes, only one level and outlaw required, as always. But yes, this is the outlaw build showcase. Show us what you... God please <laughs> dark times yeah steven do you have a core this week predictably he seeks to imbalance you with his erratic attacks his technique is called juyo the most chaotic of the lightsaber forms this form sacrifices much to bolster the offense leaving one exposed to attack by the force That's uh, Kreia to the Jedi Exile and Knights of the Old Republic 2.
0: Oh, the Sith Lords. <laughs> the Sith that's Lords?
1: It. Done. <laughs> Episode's over. We're done. That's it. Goodbye. Good night.
0: Did we do an opening bit where Mace Windu says, The Dark Times? <laughs> I
1: feel like... I don't know. We've made that joke on air before, right?
0: That sounds like something we should have said or we have done. Eh, whatever. Whatever. It could be, be the outro bit for this episode. <laughs> The Dark Times Podcast. (laughs) Good night, everybody.